Hey, everybody. Hi. This is an episode of Cows and Canoes. This uh, time is going to be really fun. We've got dealers, strippers, and cat. Uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Brandon. Hi, cat. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying my name. That's fine. You can make it one hey, up boo. if you want to. Ooh, I'll give you my stripper name. <gasps> Deal Ooh. done. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Candy, I, potato. <laughs> what are we going with? I never like to go by this anymore, but it was silk. Silk. Oh, my gosh. That's so exotic. Oh, I got chills. Was. <laughs> I, I was given the name by a neighbor because of my hair. My hair is naturally mm -hmm. this straight okay. and this shiny, so she used to call me Silk Top. Nice. And that's where my stripper name was birthed from. And what was your dealer name? It was my name. <laughs> which back to I told you I was like I've got like eighteen names. So which they made her go by her first name. Yeah, at I was one like casino, one casino they let me use, and she never my did go by name. her first name before. And then one casino made me go by my first name, but still everyone called me something else. All That's right, so I'm putting Cat in charge of this episode um, hey, because she said she has a thousand hey, uh, a thousand questions I to do, go with it. But I, yes. I mean, and I have so many pens to write them all down. With, so is, I ran out on the last episode and. Brandon brought me three, so I'm pretty good. Okay, so uh, what name will you go by this time? Ooh, I'm, I just don't want I because don't I'm use sister. Names, I don't so want it fine. to like get. It's fine. Okay, so let's go by milk. You're a, you're a, I can be milk. milk. <laughs> 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 you you could go by shiny. I did get called porcelain the other day. Shiny porcelain. Porcelain. Oh, I like porcelain. Me porcelain. That, that goes day. well. All right. That goes well with it. Silk and porcelain. Sound like ponies. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of ponies? I'm betting on number three. Uh, let's leave okay, I want to go into the casino first. Okay. All right. Um, what, I mean, I've seen a few episodes um, on Netflix. I think they delved into uh, some mm. casino. Like, there's, isn't there, like, some psychology about, like, different stuff that goes into on I want, a little, I want a little more context because i'm not even sure what we're talking about um there's definitely um research on the mental stress mm. um, we're like in the of top the dealer themselves uh, we're like in the top five most mentally stressful uh careers okay absolutely right I, I aren't like the the worst like the highest suicide rate for a long time was dentists and, yeah, I think I heard Yeah, that. and then I think, okay. So question on dealing. That's <laughs> weird. Really? Uh, yeah, no, true story. Dentists. Yeah. Um, okay. So they don't feel like real what doctors. kind of dealing did you do? I had do? a friend who accidentally, his <laughs> accidentally, oh, he accidentally <laughs> killed himself. What the fuck? <laughs> he overdosed he... on nitrogen. Oh, damn. Oh. He well, was, okay. He oh, was I not nitrogen, the, the nitrogen oxide. Yeah, laughing yeah. gas. Yeah, 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 laughing gas. Mm -hmm. They'll do it. Not surprised. So, what did you deal? Blackjack, or in the primarily, to, primarily, um, any game that's on the floor of mm -hmm. a casino floor, rather than not like in a poker room. They're referred to as carnival games. If it's really? not actual blackjack, you see like three card poker yeah, yeah, or any yeah. other all Texas Hold'em. Those are all referred to as carnival games. Hmm. So, any is that is just there an any Oklahoma thing or no? Is there any like um, kind of shade thrown at those people? Do you all call them like? 
carnies like so <laughs> different casinos um do this differently sometimes no non- the answer is yes no, but why no. um, most in any casino that i worked in um everybody dealt everything everyone okay. was expected to be able to deal everything if you couldn't deal everything on the floor you weren't getting the job there it are other like casinos that where there's different tiers yeah i was gonna say absolutely um, probably like in vegas well, no, I think there's Vegas. Yeah, uh, Hard Rock you have just like implemented basics, one. and then like you have the elevated games that have a little bit more rules and shit, mm-hmm. um, and then probably Higher one buy-ins. step. Well, and then once you get into that, like you know, yeah. Platinum yeah. Club. Well, you or used to get to work in the it. like VIP room all the time. Didn't yeah, you? so that's how I was saying. I was like, in rooms. both in both casinos that I've worked in, everybody was expected to be able to deal everything. So yeah. I dealt everything. Okay. We were trained in everything. If you couldn't deal everything, you weren't getting the job. No shit. There are other casinos that there's different tiers. So and I, she was super cute in like 18 when she started. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. right out of, because in Oklahoma, you only have to be 18. Okay. So I did it basically right out of high school. So the, that was the first question I was going to ask is, you know, with dealing out at a major casino and, and we don't have a name casino. It's fine. Um, you tips are huge for you potentially. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. So biggest tip you've gotten doing that? And, out of and one tip or at yeah, the end one, of one tip. Night? One tip. One tip. Um, two thousand dollars. God damn! Lord Jesus, off of one person. Off of one. One tip. hand. It was um. He put Dang. down. Holy shit! Well, that's why I said I was like, do you mean one I'm gonna tip start or do you mean dealing? The end of the... Fuck but this! No, I'm out. Hand, I got the, shit to do. On the other side of that uh dealers are very notorious for you know making those big tips one thing that people got to understand is one thing that's not similar in terms of mm. like bartending or serving mm-hmm. um every bartender every store you expect at least a tip off every person right deal with being a dealer is not like that i could go three hours and not make a dollar oh shit you know off anybody I heard that and then i could make five hundred dollars in two minutes so is the, it's not tip sharing or anything like that but how does it work on um, the different back casinos it? do it differently yeah um, i one casino i worked at we did half and half we split half and we kept half okay and honestly i liked it because um we were able to get p um tip share off like pto mm. and you know so we still got paid when we weren't there we got you know nice. in that. or if you were having a really bad week you still made you something. balanced it back out um, yeah. i was one of the dealers that brought in Mm-hmm. the top money so technically it hurt me but as a whole i i liked it, it and i thought off. it was a good idea and if i were going to work long term for a casino again i think i would choose one like that nice. other places share absolutely everything i think that that's poor for morale mm-hmm. and i think that people right. tend to make less money that way because I agree. you get lower co- yes, quality dealership yeah. you get well because you get lower quality cares. tipping you get mm-hmm. lower quality tipping because people are way more likely to punish everybody because of one person they don't like mm-hmm. then be okay with rewarding everybody right because it, it, people just tip less when they know they share so to sidestep into your career then previously uh biggest one person tip you've received okay let's see well biggest off of one individual, individual. Yeah, yeah. in one sitting would be a Correct. grand damn okay so as as a dealer in one sitting you've made more she's made more that's what like, i mean one hand yeah, no, yeah. that's what i'm saying <laughs> that's, that's why i was looking though. at her but, like that because we've tried yeah. we've compared oh, it in the past when but we were both my, in those I, industries certainly that doesn't happen a lot so that particular no, 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 situation no. for sure i'm i'm, I'm when, sure her take-home was probably average higher than yours well and was. she didn't get taxed so that was 
a big difference. Oh, because you're, uh, you uh, you're uh, what is taxes. I got 100%. You were I paid my taxes I had to claim 100% every year. Of my tax. Thank you very well, much. No. Anyway, but I'm not in the norm. I'm not in the norm. You're 1099. You're an independent contractor. No, no. No. I mean, I thought they were here. I mean, I, I guess technically you are, but they don't give us a 1099. Oh, really? They do not track our income. They don't. I It, it kind of depends on how the club works. Um, but I mean, if you're at a freelance club and they're not selling drinks for you and you're just hustling your own lap mm-hmm. dances. When you say they're not selling drinks for you, what do you mean? Um, so you could go to like a drink hustle club or you could go to a, a club that just sells lap dances. Um, if you run into a situation where they want you to pay for VIP or pay for your table or pay for a lady to sit with you, then that is a commission basis hmm. and the dancers are making a cut of what you're paying for that drink so or I didn't, what you're paying I assume for the house always that. took all of it and you just It went, just depends on the place. That's interesting. So if you're like renting a table, yeah. I would generally guess that the house is taking all of that. Okay, right. If you are uh you know getting hustled for like say somebody comes up to you and says, "Hey, do you want to buy this lady a bottle of champagne?" Mm-hmm. and it costs two hundred dollars. It's really and an it's really bottle, sparkling maybe. grape soda. Yeah, uh-huh. you know that that girl's probably getting a, a big cut of that. Gotcha. Um, so let's let's reverse this question again. One night take home for you. One night. One night for porcelain. <laughs> for porcelain. I want to say it was uh, right under five thousand. Five G's in one she's night. She still got me beat. Damn. But because Ew. of how I got taxed, that check actually was no bigger than any check I'd ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I heard that. Because it jumped me up of tax bracket. It was like 40 fucking thousand percent or whatever. So they took all of it is what you're saying. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Okay, so Whereas what's what's your biggest I'm one? I'm getting night? paid under the table. Um, is it under the table, though? Because it's like well known that you're not. I mean, so... I don't, I don't exactly know how my taxes were being claimed. I used mm. to just go to H&R Block and say, hey, Here's I'm a stripper. <laughs> like, enough. you know, help, like, mm-hmm. let, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. And I, I had a bank account and sure. I could yeah, say, yeah. hey. You still deposit it and this you know, is what like, my general income was. I can show was. that I've made this much money and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, and um, you know, I had very young kids at the time. Sure. Which was a huge reason why I was doing it in the first place. But um, that saved me from having to pay in. Mm-hmm. So whereas the average stripper who doesn't have kids probably isn't filing their taxes because they're going to sure. have to pay in. Right. Um, so I was forthcoming. I mm-hmm. always filed. Uh, let's see. Take like the most money I ever remember making in one night period was I cleared two grand. And uh, that's still really solid. For I her. again, oh, yeah. I again, what's, what's I, the time I'm, frame for a night though? Because your shift was probably I like would, five I would or six average, o'clock to like two or three. Yeah, you usually work like eight to two if you're eight working to two. A that's night, later, or oh. or if you work a day shift, it's usually like noon to seven or eight. Sometimes so those are longer shifts, them. yeah. So um, then your shifts as a, a dealer was probably seven hours, eight, eight hours. Shifts. Um, swing shift was really the money-making shift, which was pretty normal. So typically like seven to three or okay. eight to four. Gotcha. So then you're talking about in a normal shift for you was like well, five and, hours. And because, two grand. because we're freelance, we have a lot more freedom than like a casino does. We don't have to clock in. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas mm-hmm. You I just have, show up. I have a shift, but I don't have to show up for it. Like okay. I, I I could be an hour late and get fined for that hour, or I could be. What do you mean get fined for the hour? Like they charge you if you don't I mean, show it, up? It's a yeah, 
it's a no great, shit. It's a great area as far as like, is this legal or not? But they they make us pay to work. We have a house fee that oh, we have to pay for the night. So it's like renting a booth. It's of like a, renting. We have our night rent. Uh-huh. We have um we have to tip so many people depending on the club. They tell you who you have to tip. Like what? some some clubs only make you tip the DJ. Other clubs will make you tip the bouncers. Make you tip the house mom. You know, you'll have the 10 house people. mom. You'll, I've heard the term before in, in bigger cities. Like I've, I've, mm-hmm. I've worked down in, down in like Texas where mm-hmm. the clubs yeah, are bigger Dallas and places. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more people that have their hand out that I expect tips at the end oh, of the shit. day. Um, and I was a little bit more kind hearted about it. Like my sister, I didn't mind, um, mm-hmm. sharing tips with people. And so if I knew that it was like a really slow night, the very first Mm -hmm. club that I ever worked at in in was kind of a little club. Maybe Mm -hmm. we had like 10, 15 girls in it. Okay. And so um, the saying is, is that one guy can make your make your night. Absolutely. That's very, very true. Mm -hmm. And so me having kind of a more kind hearted personality, Mm -hmm. if I knew that I was the only girl making money that night and Mm -hmm. I was the only girl that sold a drink. And it and was in VIP. Mm-hmm. Then I would say, "Hey, will you buy my girlfriend a drink?" And I might end up with ten girls in mm. VIP with two hundred dollar drinks, and everybody went home with one eighty plus whatever they could make themselves off of the stage. And I knew that we w- everybody was going to be okay. Everybody's kids so, were going to be fed and in diapers yeah. at the end of the night. Let me so. ask you about that, right? Because obviously the private rooms versus the stage are two completely different concepts. And, um, you know, like I've been to strip clubs before that, you know, it, it, it really varies location to location to location. And, and there's a lot of it's salesmanship right i mean yes. it, don't even kid like it's fucking sales yes. and like salesman marketing you'll yeah, learn it all it in five really seconds right. you like make it so or you don't the the entire concept when you were talking about um getting people into private rooms that's honestly where your money is at that's where you're making yes. the money right and that's where people end up getting giant giant tabs right so then the stage aspects of it really are is that just kind of paying penance to be able to get to those other rooms? Is that really? Cause I mean, it kind of just depends. Like it is the caliber of clients. Like some clients mm. don't come in and tip at all. They're not going to buy a lap dance. They're not going to tip a dollar. Sure. There's other people that might throw a hundred dollars to you on stage because you mm-hmm. played the song that they want to play, but they won't buy a lap dance. Interesting. There's people who will buy lap dances, but won't tip on stage. There's people who will give you money, but don't want to lap dance. I mean, there's That's so a strange many concept, different... right? Like, just listen. Here's ten bucks. Like, yeah, I'll just yeah. Please leave me alone and go yeah. away. Yeah, like they're like there with their buddies or oh, something. Oh, I and feel bad yeah. for you, but I don't want to disrespect my wife. I'm here at a bachelor's party, and that really does happen too. So, with that kind of thing in mind, just out of curiosity, um, do you have that like I have to still? Uh, put on that show of trying to get this person to sell or buy yes. I guess is the easier term <laughs> yes. like even though it's not like I know this guy it is definitely because like I'd have that guilty conscience like I definitely don't, a show yeah. I mean just like with any other business you mm-hmm. you are selling yourself mm-hmm. they are out there seeking you know entertainment for the night mm-hmm. to just kind of get away from whatever's bugging them or you know just whatever they have they have the going on that night and so they don't want to hear about your personal problems. They don't want to hear 
whatever you have going on in your personal life. I still think there's they, that like weak spot that guys have. Do you pick and choose when you're doing that? Because I mean, like, and, and honestly, I mean, like there, there are guys are that are fixers. That, yeah, there are there are definitely uh, girls that kind of prey on, on that. the pity card. And they do. They use the pity card and yeah. they use it every night. They say, mm. oh, you know, my electricity is going to be shut off or, you know, I have this kid like, and I, I have you, this girl. going on. And, mm-hmm. you know, and really there's there's nothing going on at home except for the fact that, you know, everybody's on meth. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> you kind you of, laugh, but <laughs> I mean, it's true. The answer is why the electricity is off. Mm-hmm. It's true. That was fantastic. But, you know, there's there's also oh, like shit. the complete 180 of that. There mm-hmm. is the girl that, you know, is taking care of kids all by herself. Yeah, yeah. That she's putting herself through med school or I nursing eat. school or, yeah, for sure. or whatever. And, um, you know, I've kind of played both roles in my yeah. career. I'm I'm not going to lie. You know, I've, I mean, it's I've where the money is. Played, you got you to target I've, the audience. I've kind of I've kind of played the pity card earlier in my career. I, I did really, really well uh-huh. letting my best friend play the pity card. And I just kind of ponied up on that a lot of times and, mm-hmm. you know, literally walked into a thousand dollars more than once. No just kind of just sitting down next to her on the couch and. You know, she was already working this guy and I showed up just in time. And, mm. you know, we we tag team guys. That's a very normal thing uh, that we right, did. Right, right. I mean, we would tag team guys and for more than one reason. For sure. Um, So that's happened. But as I got a little bit older, as I put myself through school and matured mm. in lots of areas in my mm-hmm. life, I just couldn't consciously yeah, bring it's... myself to keep doing that to people. Mm-hmm. And I did see a drop in in my pay mm-hmm. but you your know, conscience is clear my lights never got shut off right <laughs> so <laughs> on that note i as a dealer yeah i was gonna say i want to shift gears i was a and different personality for a blackjack dealer and i was a dealer with pride a lot what do you mean of, um a lot of blackjack dealer you know i mean it, it's normal you're there to make money that's why you're there yeah um a lot of blackjack dealers a lot of them you know they played the role that that guest wanted them to play if they wanted them mm. to be like funny and loud they'd be funny and loud you know, yeah. as a female, a lot of people expected you to flirt with them. So you flirted with them, hmm. you know, just like whatever that person needed or wanted, you played that card. I definitely did more than I do now, had a pride problem. Okay, and, what do you mean? Um, I wouldn't let... She wouldn't pretend. I wouldn't pretend oh, for anybody. okay. Yeah. And when it came to flirting... She was kind of snotty. I was a little <laughs> and, and back to, I mentioned before that I, I'm pretty... Sorry? I was... I was a prude compared they to a lot of people. They liked it too. They so, did, <laughs> but was, that wasn't what I was, was going like for. A, uh, they were. They tried to conquer her. Yeah. One, gotcha. for example, we had one of our biggest high rollers that people made them. I could have made the the number that I gave mm-hmm. you of my highest night went shit compared to what other dealers were making. Yeah. Um, we had one millionaire in there that people were making five grand off every night. Fuck. Every single night, and if you were a dude, all you had to do was like bro him. If you were a girl, you had to talk dirty with him. Mm-hmm. And this dude was disgust fucking Dean. Like the worst. <laughs> he was I've never heard anybody put fucking oh, that yeah, word. He was so awful. And one thing that I and personal life, mm-hmm. one thing that I had an issue with too, um, personal life wise and like living in the Midwest, um, I'm bisexual and at a time sure. I was in a, a relationship with a female. Okay. I didn't like people knowing that because I didn't like Fair. people it's disrespecting Oklahoma. me yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. And this Gentlemen <laughs> found Lightly out. Used. She's so polite. Look at the prude. Found Porcelain out. Prude. That's uh-huh. her new name. So then, um, so I hit a point where I refused to deal to him. I wouldn't take oh. a fucking dime from him. 
Can I, you do that though? Yes. Oh shit. I mean, it's frowned upon. I was going to say like, like they don't want you to. She was a little a little bit of a veteran by yeah. that point. Yeah, I mean, God, I'm I a vet so. um, cuz I, I can imagine like turning away is, service at a dealer. I was very setup. very well known for being very very polite unless mm. you gave me a reason not to be. Fair enough. So anytime someone had an issue with me, more often than not, my bosses had my back. So it when really they wasn't said, ever an issue. when you said, I don't want to deal with this deal person, with they were probably like, what Well, the I mean, they fuck? just laughed at me and told me I was crazy. Why didn't I need that money? But at mm-hmm. the time, you know, like I was single. I could afford my bills. Like mm-hmm. I didn't need this motherfucker to tip me and I wasn't going to let him talk to me like and that. And that's a huge sure. part of both of those lines of work is that. A lot of people think because, and it's not just guys, Mm -hmm. it's everybody. They think because they have a lot of money to throw around Mm -hmm. that they can treat you any way that they want to treat you. And it doesn't matter. And a lot of people kind of fall into that cycle Mm -hmm. of, I need this money. And Mm -hmm. so they allow themselves to be put in situations and put up with things that they probably normally wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And, And that's kind of that like slippery slope. So let me ask on the uh, the flip side of that, right? So obviously you you can if it becomes kind of over the top, right? You can turn somebody down. So well, so the question actually is what's though, the code word? What's the code well, word? Well, it's not that there's a the code word. Is that like I know with any kind of happenstance, whether it be you know the adult entertainment or, or that, uh, people start drinking early on, and there's a shift, right? Like they oh, go absolutely. from fucking zero, hanging out, cool, chill, to like. Show me your ditties, you know, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, for you, you're like, yeah, whatever. For you, you're like, yeah, they're already yeah, out, bro. Sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. Money. yeah, yeah. So, like, where? How do you cut the line whenever it comes to that kind of thing? So, uh, being a blackjack dealer, you were expected to put up with a certain amount. Yeah, expect- I mean, that's kind of when it came the goal, down to right? it. If you couldn't stand up for yourself, this wasn't a good mm-hmm. career for you. You were expected to stand yeah, up you for yourself. Have to have thick skin. And so that's where yeah. that's where when I mentioned my boss is having my back was very very important. Because if, and like what she said is people kind of get in this cycle, like one thing that a lot of people don't realize is how fucking awful people speak to blackjack dealers. Yeah, for sure. Even they are just terrible, terrible to them. And either because they're losing, it's your fault. Or Mm -hmm. a lot of people have that mentality of I'm sending my money here. I get to talk to you however I want. Yeah. And sometimes that's sometimes, yeah, sometimes <laughs> like, it's flirty. Off. Sometimes right. I get to call you a piece of shit. Sometimes they, you know, they'll just shout, when's the next dealer coming in? When's the next dealer? Oh, I can't wait till you leave. Like shit like that. Just constantly. Wow. And, Fucking and like, constantly. Here's my thing. And, and like, you, I like, played... can't leave the table. Uh, yeah, I'm there. That's, right. that's there's there's a timer, I can right. walk it's away at any yeah. point Both in places time. I worked, it was 30 she minutes. She wasn't able to leave the table. And see, that's what I was going to say, though, is that you literally have no control of the cards. None whatsoever. Like, and it doesn't matter fucking what game it is. You Correct. have no legit, like, None. you literally pull the next card in whatever mm-hmm. order is designed by the game. There is a right and a wrong way to do literally everything that you do as yeah. a blackjack dealer on the table. All right. I, in, either doing it correctly or incorrectly. Right. And there is protocol for every single motion. So, my thing is that people will take a lot of pride in losing money. I get mm-hmm. that, right? And I think that's where the one big difference between your two careers is, is that people are knowingly throwing away money. Oh, and yeah, I don't they're mean. giving it to us. I was going to say, there's no like. Given it. That's there's not no the personality gamble. types I get. There's, yeah. there's no like, oh, I might double this back or whatever. Yeah. Right. They know I get they're nothing giving it back up. out yep. of this. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. They get titties. They get titties. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a phone number. <laughs> maybe How a phone number. How often did you actually give your real number, though? Probably oh, never. Gosh. Like, really close to never. Close to never. Really close to never. So, when. So... What, what does it take for a. No, no. This is not a. Like. <laughs> I'm not, I don't want a how to, but like, 
What does it take to get a real phone number out of curiosity? Lots of money. Yeah? Not (laughs) respect. She's a mere respect, Respect. bitch. (laughs) Three grand. What's up? No. um, Okay. So. so, I love that. That's the dichotomy right there. Fucking Christ. Exchanging a phone number is nowhere near. Do you have a burner the phone? Same. No, you don't off. have a burner phone. You have your normal phone. I'm sure back some then. people do. I mean, yeah, I would I'm, have a phone. I'm sure I would. The, I, oh, no, I do know that. Uh, <laughs> I do know that girls have their like separate Facebook pages and stuff. Oh, for in sure. The, yeah. In the age of all of that, which thank God I miss. There's no videos of me out there anywhere. <laughs> My husband's check lots of times. <laughs> um, no, babe, I'm researching. I yeah, swear. I'm, I'm watching porn. <laughs> I'm watching porn. Researching. I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna find you no um so That's so hilarious. it's very easy to get a girl's phone number in the strip club yeah but very not their number n- no 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 their number oh shit very easy very very but they don't very have to easy. respond they don't have well, to respond sure. yeah. and if you're not gonna take them shopping okay these are the smart ones mm-hmm. so we're talking about the caliber like maybe yeah, like yeah 30% of girls that dance that are actually smart, they're not drug-induced or drug-fueled sure, or, sure. you know, in an abusive relationship and doing um So let's things. call it a quarter of the girls. I mean, it's very easy to get a phone number. Yeah, okay. Very easy because um, what, what I used to do is I would let, you know, I would just talk to a guy for the night. That mm-hmm. would kind of be it. Right. Unless you had, you know, unless you could, like, buy me a car on the spot you're not like i'm i'm not fucking with you that's right, just right, right. kind of how it was and um you know i've i've seen a lot of girls kind of fish guys along until mm-hmm. their payday kind of thing and you know they'll have a text relationship with them mm-hmm. or they'll talk to them for a couple of weeks or you know maybe they're in mm-hmm. town on business and you know they're just in you know there for a few days they're so, playing the attention so card. the actual yeah. phone number thing is not hard like that's not something that's Mm-hmm. that's really something to talk about it's more of can you fuck a stripper yeah Fair. that's what i was that's wondering. okay that's where it really gets hard okay so <laughs> obviously <laughs> <Does it? laughs> good job um so you know and, and again i don't want this to be a clinic of how to fuck a stripper mm, because i do <laughs> I mean, that's what everybody wants to know no, right so here here would be the legitimate i mean every girl is going to have a different price right i mean that's literally what it comes and down it, to and if honestly wrong. if you if you want to have a real relationship with a woman not mm-hmm. just somebody who happens to be a stripper right. or happens to be a blackjack dealer mm-hmm. um i was going to say we're going to get to that in a second just be real just be real. We see so much bullshit. Oh, yeah. And so much like, look at me. I have this and mm-hmm. I could do this for you. And I could like I've had guys um, give me five hundred dollars in one sitting just to like try to show, you know, the, that their loaded. pompous attitude. Mm-hmm. Or they've told me that they're going to, you know, they could take me out and buy me a brand new car. Or yeah. Five hundred bucks doesn't, you know, that. like <laughs> I. I had been proposed to and, you know, like, I'll take you away from all of this so many times, so many yeah. times. And I'm sure um, she hears it more in the casino than you I think so? actually. Oh, yes. It's probably. Oh, yes. Mine offers are probably a little less serious than yours. But I think yeah, that. I, I think that it happens a lot. But I think that a veil comes down with girls like them because. um 
girls like us, we already have a, a price on our heads. Mm. Like we mm. already are like my body is worth this amount to me mm-hmm. and this amount to you. Whereas if you're a dealer, you're just trying to deal cards and you're like, I mean, this guy's a douche. He wants to give me mm-hmm. some money. He might want to date me. But I think in the whole sense of of my body is worth this much, they don't think about it like that. They maybe so, think about it more like my evening is worth this much I just, and sex isn't even really on the table until further. Yeah. You know, it's got to get a little For bit well, further. Definitely more the of question a, I was going to have there is exactly that. Like with the stripper side of life. Um, sex is always on the table with strippers. I was going like, to say, always like in the, forefront. the assumption is, is that it's if I put enough money, that that's a thing. Us, Whereas yeah. with a dealer, like it, it's, it's more it's of not a cat a and mouse game for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's more it, of the challenge. I mean, I yeah. don't can I bring so, this this dealer home versus like or I can? Can bring I slip you my home. hotel car and meet you up there later? Right, this is my tip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she oh, yeah. she was actually in a hotel, so I'm sure she got hotel cars. Oh, I'm sure. A yeah. Lot. Um, you just turn them back I in. Got, like, what do you fucking I got do? I tell them that the... I can't take that from you. Oh, okay. You don't take it. And... Yeah, technically, we weren't allowed to uh, oh, exchange information, phone numbers, even if I wanted to, technically. For I, their protection. For, yeah. So in, Fuck, right? In the few instances where I hung out um, with guests outside of work, they usually had to find me on Facebook. And how do you, I don't want to say guide them towards that but like, do you just be all like, in the times, yeah, my name is so-and-so. In the times that I was genuinely um, like, all right, you can find Very me on Facebook. Carefully. Um, either if they were a regular, they were like, um, with like, in, if you're a regular and like you go there a lot, you're friends with most of the dealers. You're already mm-hmm. Facebook friends with most of these people. Right. So if you come in and realize, you know, that you want to be like friends with this person, if you're already friends with any of the regulars or friends with any of the dealers, you that's can your track end. me down you, if you go through his yeah. Facebook, you know, her you, Facebook, and then his Facebook. Pretty much, yeah. Like if someone was a friend of someone who's a regular, mm-hmm. I'd be like, he's got me on Facebook, he'll show you. Mm-hmm. You know, something mm-hmm. like that. Or they'll, you know, they're the little brother of a sister in law of that dealer over there. Where they, they I will was, tell you that if they are related to a it. dealer they, I was, in any way, shape, or form, they will inform you. See, I was here's the thing that's crazy. Media. I was gonna say, I yeah, right. I feel you. I didn't do um, any of that. Here's the thing I'm that really has crazed me. I honestly, I did play a lot of blackjack at the uh, Osage. It's over off mm-hmm. 36 or whatever the fuck it is off mm-hmm. nowadays. Did you get shot there? No, I didn't. I should have though, probably. It's the only place um, that's open right now. I believe it. That doesn't surprise me at all. Ghetto but here's why, hell. though, is that they had blackjack. Uh, I think it was on Thursdays I heard or Wednesdays they had, where like, they didn't good have any. and stuff. Yeah, they yeah, had yeah. no Annie. Yeah, I was yeah. like, table I remember games, I've hearing heard, about that. Listen, I've heard their table games. I'll tell good, you straight up, no Annie is the only way like you have blackjack accounts. Like straight up in the hood, though. Like it is straight yeah, up it's, in the it's, hood. It's ghetto. But the sure. uh, the thing is, is that like those dealers, I will guarantee you, I probably never had a conversation with my dealers during that time frame i've played at osage and they were not friendly dealers. yeah you just don't talk to them they yeah. just deal because cards in the ghetto there's probably mean they live heads. there i know but there's probably crackheads in there all the time oh, but there's yeah. crackheads in every fucking casino yeah all the i mean time. that's you don't wrong. think it's worse in the ghetto uh, no oh okay interesting Very but interesting. like i mean probably a slightly more but not dramatically cats taking it all in i'm you're blowing me away, Lise. <laughs> I forgot you're in charge. I keep talking. I'm going to move my mic like, for a minute. Everybody's interested in. Yeah, come on, cat. Seriously, I'm. Do it. I totally am. Um, I mean, what is the worst Ugh. situation? Yes. Oh, tell me right now. Her face Which immediately dropped. Should we discuss gigantic eye roll? Every single night, you had a bad. 
Like, I mean, like I said, there's a reason I'm not a blackjack every dealer night, anymore. Really? I every a, night. I would have a bad experience on average at least once a night. Okay, so Define how bad many people? Though. Okay, so I know I feel that. disrespected to the point that I wanted to fucking kick them and in the I face. And I know that you guys well, have I mean, to like, like serving rotate is your the tables. same fucking oh, okay. thing though. So how many different people do you come in contact with? Because I know how you guys kind of rotate your shifts mm. and you switch well, it tables. It depends on how busy that and... night is. Um, so on a Friday or Saturday night, let's say 50 to 100 tables are open. I'm going to see hundreds of people. And you have to stay at a table for how long? 30 minutes at a time. At both casinos at that I worked at. So you, you rotate just... through. Yeah. So, so what's, we typically what's the did... code word of you like have to get out? Like what if you have to like it's not really or something? A, it's not a secret thing. If you have to get out, you call your boss over and go get me the fuck get out. Get me the fuck out. Or it's not a code. Because at a certain point, we're also we're expected to um, control. We're expected to maintain control damage you know like de-escalate mm. situations a yeah. lot of that you know we're the front men we are expected to handle these situations right right there is a point that we are expected to inform our bosses right if that is not going are well. they still called pit bosses or what so, do you call them nowadays so you would go from floor and there's actually mid shifts too because i was mid so i was right. a, i was a pit boss as well okay so um i was called um a dual rate so oh, okay I, was, I half the time i dealt and half the time i floored so okay. a floor supervisor which is what most people know as a pit boss sure technically the pit boss is a human that you probably would never speak to right they're, on the they're one step past they're one step past that yeah so um the floor supervisor so i mean a legitimate protocol and this is in any situation not even a stressful mm. situation just anytime something goes askew in any way shape or form i'm not allowed to fix my mistakes i'm not allowed to make decisions i would call floor and that person has to come over. That's and why they say floor like that? That's why we yell because floor. Because you make a, like a mathematical either, mistake? Either a mathematical mistake. I took someone's money when I wasn't supposed to. I paid someone when I wasn't supposed to. I skipped a card where I wasn't supposed to. Oh, so a you're card saying flipped over. all the time. If, yeah, if you accidentally expose the next moment. card. Or if someone like said hit and you pulled the card out and went to hit them. And they were like, no, 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 at the last second. I can't make so that decision. literally any moment at We're any calling time. floor all the fucking time. I hear that a lot in the casino. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. why uh -huh. I asked that. Floor. Yeah. And we, now we know what it means. As a blackjack yeah. dealer, you are not allowed to make in any other words, decision. It's, it's not. I need it's a decision. bad shit is happening. Yeah. So in a situation where it's high stress, I'm not getting along with someone. And floor. At, if it's hit that point, my floor should already be standing there. If it has hit a point where I would no longer will speak to this human mm -hmm. anymore i've already called my floor at least once twice three times so okay. at that point they should already be there if i'm already at a point that it's that bad um so they call um they call refer to it as tapping out they will already have found someone to get me the fuck off that table. oh shit all right yeah i mean they, they monitor as a floor supervisor it was our job to make sure that our dealers were safe so and happy and were I'm, you ever reprimanded for that yeah um, so again, going back to where, um, I was lucky that my bosses always had my back and some casinos and in some situations, very circumstantial, um, the customer is going to be right over the dealer. And like I said, we are expected to stand up for ourselves and we're expected to have thick skin. So if we throw this little bitch fit and are like, I'm not fucking dealing to this person anymore and get off the table and they go back and it really wasn't that big of a situation and you just got hot tempered. And when you say they go back, like I did the cameras back have the audio, um, Oh, they're constant. Oh, well, yeah. no, I, I know a lot of places casino. cameras no audio, don't have audio. No okay. audio, but any um, it's hard it's to required, tell the real um, conversation. Then um, we uh, felt every single person who was in any sort of any kind of incident, everyone who was around or heard it or witnessed it, is required to fill out a report. Oh shit! So they corroborate 
the story. The story. Yeah. Which, if you've ever been to a casino, you know that blackjack mm-hmm. tables are right. kind of bunched together. Mm-hmm. So, right, right, right. So really the dealer can't hear everything. So if that's you're going getting in a fight with area, someone, yeah, no, it carries. Like the pit knows. Like it so typically is not a quiet. Fight. Have you ever actually felt um, unsafe in that position? Um, there were times that I questioned if I was safe, but at the end of the day, in hindsight, was I unsafe? Probably not. Okay, so give me an idea of when you say you've questioned it, some but now get you know. Ver- some people spend past their means. Okay, and then continue to spend in a chase sense, and they get desperate. They so get if suicidal. They have, if they have they, chips, though, then they're already over their means in, in reality. Yeah, so, but it's not hard to get chips. Yeah, and, you know, and if depending on your credit, you can get a credit you line. Ooh. Your you know? rent, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. if you have a rapport, at both the casinos I worked at, if you had a good rapport, you were in there often, and we track, obviously, how yeah, much yeah. money, whatever. If we know that you're good for it, and you can't don't have access to your cash right now. They'll give you ten grand, twenty grand, thirty grand, fifty. No grand to shit. Spend. I have a million fucking times see people spend probably a hundred grand more than they should have. No shit. You know, like I typically, you know, see them spending twenty to fifty grand. Cat's over here. I see her face. She's like, I couldn't imagine overspending a hundred grand. I don't gamble because of her. <laughs> I don't gamble. I honestly I'm, don't. I, I literally barely... have never. I mean, I went to the casino once when I was eighteen years old, and then any other time that I've gone, it's been for like a free concert or because someone had a bachelor party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't gamble. Yeah. I just I can't it's fall the down. The odds are against you. Oh, the odds are very against you. Absolutely. And one I mean, my attitude's a little different than a lot of other people's because I actually worked in a casino before I ever went into a casino. So I knew it from that side before I ever even attempted it's, to play. It it's kind of heartbreaking like i worked at a gas station once and the lottery tickets and people would come in with like horrible like their kids would have like like dirt all over their clothes and stuff and they're like wearing hand-me-downs clearly disheveled i mean hand-me-downs are not bad but you know like but just like not clean and not very well yes exactly and then their parents are buying you know like beer and lottery tickets and And they think when they win two thousand dollars they're winning something but you've spent like 10 grand yeah to get there like it no that doesn't pan out yeah absolutely that's not a win it's very scary but kind of back to the original question when have i ever like felt unsafe yes people are scary when they're desperate true and obviously this should go without saying if someone's life is if they verbally say i'm gonna kill you we're not gonna let them play anymore does it happen all the time i would say the time and being a woman i got that less than guys did being a woman um it was more just hatred in the eyes and some people can really really hate you that's an interesting fact so as a woman you got harassed less as a dealer i got harassed differently males okay males it it was it was automatic i want to fight you i'm gonna kill you with women, they knew that they couldn't verbally say that and get away with it. So it was a much quieter threat. With men, it was obvious and it got shown right away. They got kicked out right away. Women actually dealt with it on a much more serious level because it was a lot more undercover. Okay. So then flip back to you. Um, Silk, have you ever like actually felt threatened? Not like... Oh, yes. Okay. 
So oh, yes. not like, oh, been this in, person may very, be crazy. Very many scary situations. Okay. Um, so, like at the club or after oh, hours. I, I was going to say I, after hours where I imagine. I was, I was strictly no after hours from the jump because I watched the Players Club and I've, <laughs> I've seen what happened. With uh, Vivian A. With, Fox? Yeah. And, uh, no, no, no. It, it wasn't her. It God, was, what was um, the other? Uh, I can't remember what the girl's name was. It was not, it was not Vivica. 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 It had, Vivica it had, Fox. It had Jamie, um, Jamie, Jamie Fox Jamie Fox was in it. That's who it was. I can't even think of his name right now. Yeah, yeah, the, the he's other, a comedy. Yes. He's yeah, dead yeah. now. Was it not Vivica um, Fox? I thought it was. I can't um, even remember. Fuck, I forgot but, about that um, movie. God, that's so, showing age. Yes, I'm right there with yes. you. I don't uh, even know what you're talking about. You've never seen The Players Club? I don't even know what you're talking about. It's like mid-90s. Girl, I gotta take you. I gotta take you there. God, it's so good. So yes, lots of threatening situations. Um, so I, what's I the chose one that... early on to not go do outside of the club stuff mm-hmm. because um, I really a lot of the time that I danced, I didn't have a significant other, mm-hmm. and so therefore um, the guys that worked in my club were the ones that kept me safe. There so, were certain clubs that kept you more safe than others. In club, though, so give me an example of when you've actually felt threatened in club because like. I know the bouncer's so, job is to honestly basically blah, blah, blah. well they're basically to make sure it on the club. you guys are <laughs> not in in actual harm. That's and, their and job description, we'll say that. Actual harm though. Okay. Not like not threats, but so, like actual so harm. So like I so, said, it, it kinda just depends on what club you work in mm-hmm. and it and and some clubs expect tips. So if you tip mm-hmm. the guys better if you're working in, oh, a, yeah, in yeah. an environment where the bouncers are getting tipped out at the end of the mm-hmm. night. Right. Then, yeah, by all means, they're watching out for you. They're gonna mm-hmm. do what, but but on the flip side of that, if a girl wants to give a guy a hand job in the back room, mm-hmm. the bouncers are gonna let him do it if that's what they feel they're comfortable with. So they kind of have to learn us and learn the different dancers as we come through the clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very prudish. I didn't like to really do any of that stuff. And right. so the bouncers learned at, you know, at my clubs um, what my limits were mm-hmm. and what I expected and what I didn't expect and, and what made me feel uncomfortable. Um, the very last club that I ever worked at, and this was the one of the biggest reasons why I stopped being a dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, this I, I was doing lap dances for this guy one night and, you know, I just kind of picked him up off the floor. I didn't mm-hmm. really talk to my customers. I would kind of just, you know, hey, come over here. We're going over here. And <laughs> You're getting a dance. Do. Let's and, go. Yeah. And that was that was my marketing right there. <laughs> and they knew what they were getting into. And, and that sure. worked, you right, know, right, right. 80% of the time. That's how I made my sales. Right. And Sex Panther. Um, <laughs> and so Except I had I had yeah. taken this guy over to the lap dance area and it was a club where we didn't have a VIP area. So okay. you would kind of just take a guy over to the lap dance area and you could keep him there as long as you wanted. Sure. And you could choose how much money you wanted per hour. Or you could say, oh, you owe me this much per dance. It kind of was really just up to you okay. once you got over there. And so I had him on the couch and again... Uh, the bouncers kind of learn like what you think is acceptable and what mm. you think is not. And he started putting his hands on the sides of my hips. Sure. Just right here on right. the sides. Not really anything that I would think is unacceptable. Right. And like you're not grabbing my boobs or lipping a, licking them, you know, like like we're good. You want to touch the sides of my hips, we're fine. Right. But the way that he was doing it was 
really aggressive and it, it kind of scared me and so I took his hands off of my hips and I laid him on the couch mm-hmm. and that's pretty universal like I don't want you to right, touch right. me that's a good sign for the bouncers and everything he automatically did it again he was you know even more aggressive mm-hmm. and I started to get like a really really eerie feeling I had maybe done two two dances with him I knew that I could get more out of him um but i right but are you willing to at that i point? wasn't willing to right and i was sober at the time i mm. was pretending to be drunk it sure. was later in my career i was older and i made the executive decision to get away from him sure he made me feel uneasy even though like you know blanket value nothing that he was doing really seemed that weird mm-hmm. but it was just like a gut feeling yeah, and like, my ee. experience of being a dancer for 10 years that i felt like i needed to get away from this mm-hmm. guy kind of seemed like he was on drugs and yeah. you know i didn't really know what was going to happen next and so i decided to get away from him well at the time i had a habit of always putting my money in my locker so i went back to my locker i was you know decompromised in, in, you know, decompressed in the, Mm -hmm. in the dressing room for a couple minutes, maybe scrolled my Facebook and went back on the floor. I actually had another guy waiting for me that was sitting at a table that was like two tables over from the the guy Mm -hmm. that I had originally gone to the lap dance area. So I go out and I'm with the second guy and he'd been waiting on me and, you know, we're kind of talking for a second. I was getting ready to take him Mm -hmm. back to the lap dance area and I hear a fight break out of and behind me. Now, in a strip club, the music is really, really yeah, loud. Yeah, it's kicking, yeah. So if you hear a fight break out right behind you and you can hear the chairs clank, that's, yeah, you it's, need to that's get struggle, the yeah. fuck out. Mm-hmm. So I run, you know, as fast as I can, and I run up the stairs by the bar and I get behind this, like, kind of protective railing, mm-hmm. and I turn around and I look and this guy ha- is bleeding from his abdomen. He's just like gushing blood the from his abdomen. The first guy abdomen. or the second guy? I didn't know at this time. I didn't know that my guy was involved at this time. Okay. I literally had put my money up. I went back to the floor, was talking to my second customer, had no idea what was going on right. behind me, and this fight breaks out. So I turn around. I see this guy's like gushing blood. I, I don't recognize him. Mm-hmm. He rushes the like. The bouncers and everybody rush him, rush him to the back, which happens. They happen to walk right by me mm-hmm. up the stairs to the back. They turn all the ugly lights on, which is what they call them when they turn <laughs> all the regular lights. lights on. They turn all the <laughs> ugly lights on and they make all That's the dancers. They, they make all the dancers go to the back and they make all the patrons leave. Yeah, for sure. So right. the dancers, they make us stay. They make us talk to the cops, give mm, our, our statements, statements, all yeah. this stuff. We find out that somebody has been stabbed blah 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 a week later like i'm gathering information from you know like this was was a really big club that i worked at too nothing like the first club that i worked in like we're talking about like 200 girls on staff as dancers like any given night there's going to be 50 girls there plus especially on like a a prime time Mm -hmm. like friday night so um lots of people there and I find out a week later, I'd kind of pieced all these stories together. And I think that my guy mm, that I've been guy. previously been dancing for, the first guy, I thought that he got stabbed. Okay. And I find out in the paper a week later that he actually did the stabbing. He didn't get stabbed. 
he did the stabbing. Who did he stab? He, so the story goes, what I've kind of pieced together for myself is that he went back, I took him from his table. Mm-hmm. And there are free tables and there's tables that you pay for that are reserved. He right. was at a free table. He was some, you know, whatever guy. I'd never met him before. He had sat, you know, had his beer pitcher sitting down at that table. And when he went to go dance with me, somebody else took his table. So in the time period that I went back to the locker room, put my money up, Mm -hmm. sat back there for a few minutes and went back to my second person, he had gotten in a fight that escalated into a serious altercation Mm -hmm. right behind my back. And he ended up stabbing the guy that took his table because he wouldn't give him his table back. Jesus. And in that, like at that time, I was already like, sober at work all the time Mm -hmm. i had already graduated from trade school once Mm -hmm. was putting myself through trade school for a second yeah license yeah you were almost out and i was seriously like oh my fucking god this Mm -hmm. dude could have stabbed me Mm -hmm. are you kidding me and there there's been that's just like one story out of 50 Mm -hmm. where my life was on the line and i didn't know it until afterwards and i thought about it and decompressed and was like holy fucking shit it's a life-changing moment i was gonna say like that's one of those things that whenever it happens you that's when you reevaluate like i probably shouldn't be doing this do i really want to do this there was another incident where um where these guys didn't want to tip me on stage and I dumped a beer on them and, you know, this whole fiasco, they right. they tried to get <laughs> me. Fucking boss bitch. I mean, <laughs> fuck you. You don't want to tip me. You don't get to sit at my stage. Yeah. But so um, I dumped beer on them and, and obviously I like went to the other side of the stage. <laughs> sure. Um, so they tried to like, you know, get me to come back over there. And, no. And, and at that time I was drunk. I remember this story mm-hmm. specifically that I had been drinking um it was also towards the end of my career i didn't normally get on stage but i was drunk and i wanted to get on stage because i was feeling sure. frisky and um <laughs> and these and these guys <laughs> didn't want to tip me they were you know sitting on pervert mm. row as yeah. you call it yep. pervert row and well they didn't it, yep. they didn't want to tip and they and they try to play the game where oh you tip me you tip this guy has the money this guy has the money and i was like well fuck you both of you bitches mm-hmm. i'm gonna dump this beer in your lap and I'm going to, you know, walk my right. happy ass over here. So that's where we were. And they were trying to wave me back over. They actually got another girl to wave some money and try to get her to bring me back over to the other side of the stage. And I was like, like another dancer. No, just like another random oh, like girl okay. customer. Because in this club, girls were free. Yeah, girl patrons were free. So they're all I over think. the place. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck all you bitches. I'm not going back over there. I'm not stupid. So I stayed on the other side of the stage. Well, they ended up coming around. And before I could, like, get up and get Mm -hmm. away from them, these two guys, I only dump beer on one of them, so fuck them. But these two guys (laughs) end up dumping beer on me. And they each, like, went and bought a full brand new beer just so they could pour it on me. They wouldn't tip you, but they'll buy a beer They wouldn't tip me. Yeah, fuck off, They bought a beer, they poured it on me, and they walked right out the front door. Oh, my God. I mean, walked right out the front door. And in Mm. that moment, like, 
uh, we had we had a DJ, we had like a, a floor bouncer, a door bouncer, a manager, a floor manager, a bartender. Nobody saw it happen. Uh. And I was on the main stage on a Friday night. Place just like packed to the mm. max. I had made so much money on stage. I was picking up wet money off of the stage and nobody saw it happen. I'd be so pissed. So I... <laughs> After that moment, I, I, I stopped getting on stage after that. But yeah, well. I like the funny story to that was I went in the back and I was I was like trying to wipe this beer off of me. You know, I had like weave in my hair and <laughs> and like a spray tan that was like sh- literally was streaking yeah. because I had just gotten it that day. Mm-hmm. And and I remember the next night um, you heard me say the term veterans earlier. Mm-hmm. My my whole clique of friends by that time, we were all veterans. And what that meant is. Is girls mm. that were like over the cusp of twenty three, <laughs> that uh, had been dancers for quite some time, right? right. And and that all had all been friends for some time, and so yeah. we kind of formed this little clique. So I was back with my friends, and they, you know, wiped me down and everything that night. And so the next night on Saturday night, because back then I only worked on Fridays mm. and Saturday nights. That's where the money is, right? Um. You know, we're all just kind of like laughing about it and like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened to you. Mm -hmm. And and especially for somebody like me who doesn't necessarily get in the drama, doesn't necessarily like get in the fights with people. It made it like extra funny that I was involved in something. And so we're back there laughing about it. And my manager comes around the corner and she'd been my friend for a really long time. She said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why didn't you tell me that that happened to you? Like, mm-hmm. I go, what? Like, what? What was I supposed to tell you that I that I dumped beer on somebody and they dumped beer, beer back, back on right, me? Right. They like, they walked right out the door. Like, what were you going to do? Right, but also nothing, yeah. in that moment, I came to the self-realization that they could have done way, way worse to me. Oh, yeah. Like, not everybody who gets beer dumped on them retaliates in that fashion. Right. Like, I could have gotten stabbed. I could have gotten shot. Like, those guys, I have no idea Mm -hmm. what they had going on that day. And honestly, I think of myself as very, very blessed in that situation Mm -hmm. because I've had co-workers end up in way worse situations than that. For sure. Let, let's shift gears into... So that was one of your last instances, right? Or the previous one was? Yes, those those last two things happened so, within like the last six months of yeah. me being a dancer. So I want to jump to the first time of not just yours, but yours as well. Because, you know, you're literally dealing with people's money, which people are anal retentive about, mm-hmm. right? Like if you, you know, not just misdeal a card, but if you mismath a card, mm-hmm. um, you're going to get your ass handed to you. And they try. I can, I, I can imagine you being extremely, like, nervous for the first time, right? Oh, yeah. The first, like, three years. First three years. Mm-hmm. I, they were how, start- so how long does it take, really, to get comfortable just dealing straight cards at that point? Three years. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I no, say, I told you three years. years. Are you even comfortable then, though, is the question. I would say around a year mark, I stopped being so nervous that, like, I was uncomfortable. Okay. And to the point where I was confident it took me about three years. And I was full time. No shit. That's a long time. I remember. And when I say confident, and I mean with every game, you know, blackjack's mm-hmm. the easiest. Well, sure. Yeah, um, yeah. So I would say within a year, I was comfortable with blackjack. Um, and when, there's just a really a lot to it, you know. Just... So do you remember your first night? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's hear it. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember any specific mistakes that I made, but 
if I could be a fly on that fucking wall that fucking night, oh yeah. my God. Um, so the casino that I um, started at was a casino that was brand new. Mm-hmm. They opened um, that year and no one had ever heard of another casino doing this. Most places want experienced dealers. Sure. Because it, it really does make a huge difference. Yeah, no, and sure. I don't think M- anyone should ever m- do this again. But they had made the decision that um, – so, like, protocols are different at different casinos. Mm-hmm. And when you get a seasoned dealer that's been in multiple different casinos, they've often picked up bad habits. Sure. And it's hard to break habits. Right. And there are certain things. And this casino didn't want anyone doing anything but their way. So they wanted all fresh dealers. That's ballsy. So they did a – I believe we did an eight-week training mm-hmm. um, at the time, which was not enough. No. And they threw us all out on the floor after eight weeks of training. And I realized when I got out on the floor how much um, of our training was like pretend mm-hmm. in terms of like when the situations, this is what you'll do as opposed to literally doing it. Yeah. And I got out there and didn't know what to do with some shit. Like, mm-hmm. for example, like when we lay out the money and put out your chips, I had literally never laid out the i'd never gotten past the point where i laid out the money put out the chips got it approved i never did anything past that so i realized they first night out their first table yeah. i lay out the money i didn't know what to do you didn't know I to stacked, actually take the money i stacked back. the money Shit. and gave it to the person or i stacked the chips and yeah. gave them to the person and then stared at the money and didn't know what to do with it <laughs> and Damn. you're like i literally I had to call over my boss <laughs> i had to go floor um, what do I do with this? And, <laughs> Holy shit. and our bosses were actually brought in from Vegas to train us. Oh, I bet they, they were, were pissed. mortified. But yeah. I mean, and I remember throughout the whole train, it's so funny looking back in hindsight, being like a seasoned casino person now, I would feel the exact same fucking way. The entire mm-hmm. thing was a shit show. Mm-hmm. It was in fucking sane. And these people were like the entire time just like there, you could see it in their face that they were just like, holy goddamn, we're letting these dealers, these are going to mm-hmm. be our dealers. Yeah. Like we actually, um, I don't know if you wanted me or not wanted me to say what casino mm-hmm. it was, but it was actually downstream. And for mm-hmm. several years, we were known um, from the other dealers in like the dealer world as the down uh, down syndrome dealers. <laughs> <laughs> which is not funny but it is <laughs> because we were all so terrible yeah but we were shit. all because there was no there was no we tier all, of well, talent well it's also like the part of the country mm-hmm. that it's in is where <laughs> Oklahoma <laughs> Kansas and Missouri all meet. oh yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so right off I-44 it's, it's mm-hmm. very very hillbilly there oh. at the bottom end of that country. I mean yeah. there's no standards there's so, really not what <laughs> <laughs> so it, when you you like, should visit the strip club over there no i'm good i'm good so what is it that like when you think back to yourself you go like you know what i i did really well at this though as a new dealer or are you just new- like it was fucking trash and i had nothing good like what was the one good thing <laughs> i mean we just had no idea what we were getting ourselves into it was just completely overwhelming we had no mm-hmm. idea what was going on nobody people had were, any experience people were, any of it and none of us were used to making that kind of money in our first three years we fucking banked every night all the time mm-hmm. and so we were just in fucking awe like we had boxes that we carried around and we got chips she and would chips. be like i would have to go for everybody at the all the time all the time i forced no, I people to drink and yeah. she still to this day doesn't have any kids so like that's just kind of been her persona for the last 10 years since she graduated right. high school yeah. she's like you developed a habit I, do you want shots. a drink i got you like do, do you want I got you do mm-hmm. you want this i've got you mm. 
So we need to go have a beer. Oh, I, can't, I can't do that. I don't do it anymore. Oh, well, I don't good job. Know. She I'm now switched no gears. She switched gears. I now am broke, but happy. No. Broke, oh, but happy. Listen, yeah. hey, but happy she's happy. starting over. Yeah. She's not broke. So then let's jump over to you. What was your first night or first oh, memory God. of? Well, no, like, actually, I think that's going to be. I, I, remember, yes, I actually too. remember my first night. Mm-hmm. And um, how I stumbled into actually, dancing. let's take. I was gonna say, let's take that half step back about how you made the decision to how do I that. made the decision to start dancing. Yeah. Um. Well, so short, <laughs> short background. Mm-hmm. Um, we are both classically trained ballerinas. I heard that earlier. Yeah. Um, we took ballet. I, did, I mentioned that when I like our earlier. pretty much mm-hmm. our entire <laughs> lives. The clumsiest ballerina. <laughs> and um, we were also cheerleaders. We were cheerleading captains. One of our sisters, actually, to this day, is a ballet teacher. Oh shit! You know, so uh, lots of dance background. Uh, lots of theater background and lots of just like marketing, working mm. for yourself. I had restaurant experience before then. And um, I actually went into the place to get a waitressing job because mm. I turned my nose up at the idea of being a stripper. Okay. But, you know, you know just, obviously waitressing still pays. It 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 pays. And so um, I went in to get a waitressing job. Uh I had no experience. I dropped out of college. I was, you know, I'd moved away from the town that my parents lived in mm-hmm. and and was just kind of trying to make it on my own. And uh, this opportunity was presented to me. It was uh, easy money. It was easier for me to do, obviously, because right. all I had to do was was dance. Um, but it was very the, the getting naked part was very nerve wracking. And the mm-hmm. getting on stage naked in front of people was very nerve wracking. Were you like full nude or just topless? Um, that's what I was about to say. I worked at a at a topless only club. Mm-hmm. Um, so they sold out so, all, and depending on the state. Uh, yeah, it kind of again, it kind of just depends on the state. Mm-hmm. Um, the club that I particularly worked in was just topless. They could sell beer, they couldn't sell liquor. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that means you probably weren't twenty one then. Uh, no, at the time I was oh, because they, I I didn't start. They probably doing hired it. under twenty one. They then. did, they yeah. did. Um, but I think at, that's one of the other law. I pieces. think I was like twenty two okay. or so. I mean, I wasn't like super young, but mm-hmm. um, you know, the first night I didn't. I I probably made like a hundred bucks or so. I really just like didn't know what to do, mm-hmm. and nobody really took me on their wing as far as like how to make money. They kind of showed me how to do like lap dances and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't like people were mean to me, but they weren't really like, come here, let's make a thousand dollars together. Right. You know, they weren't is like that at all. Is there a training program? Uh, I hmm. mean, there is an unwritten training yeah, program even then, though, like- with strippers and you kind of, like I said, you just have to find somebody that'll take you under their wing. Hmm. That'll kind of just teach you the ropes. And, uh, the first club that I worked in the like mother hen woman, she mm-hmm. was actually, uh, the owner's wife mm. and she worked at a different club and they opened up a club together and she had actually taken this other girl under her wing and was showing her the ropes but this caveat to that is that she was also a prostitute so she mm. was also teaching this girl how to prostitute and me being the kind-hearted person that i am i wasn't specifically trying to mm-hmm. steal this girl away um she had like you know, like she had a baby and she didn't have a car and, mm. you know, like I would go get her baby diapers and yeah, bring her medicine stories, yeah. mm. and, you know, yeah, she probably played that role on me because she was the person that 
I learned how to play that sob story Mm -hmm. thing from and we would get, you know, one guy to give us a thousand dollars or, you know, ten thousand dollars. And, you know, it kind of just went from there. Mm -hmm. Um, But the very, very first night. (laughs) Cats over here like, I might be able to do that. I'm going to change my career like three (laughs) times tonight. (laughs) You guys, I've had cars bought for me. I've been. Do you keep them though? Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah, you do. Fuck, why would the fuck would you not keep up? I would be car? that guy that would immediately turn around and sell you it. You like, you mm. like get jewelry given to you. You might sell that. You know, mm. you like, oh, take me like to the mall and the spend a thousand dollars. The keys to the car, and they're like, here you go. I mean, no. It, like, you exchange phone numbers mm-hmm. and you kind of play this game. And the guy that bought me a car, I was actually in a relationship with him. Like, um, mm. he was sugar daddy status, but he was actually somebody who I considered married and I really had feelings for mm-hmm. and all of those things. And so, um, the guy you went to Vegas with? Yes. Yes. Uh, we used to call him, um, my brother's boyfriend cause my brother used to like to go play golf with him. Mm. <laughs> um, so really he was my brother's boyfriend and not mine. Fair enough. Um, but he, <laughs> he was amazing. He was amazing. He, um, and the only reason why I asked him to buy me a car is is because my car just was was done for. Yeah. Um. I had like a like a, you know, whatever cash paid car, and it just had broken down five hundred times. We had taken it to the Volvo specialist three times. It still was doing the same thing. Yeah. And so I was in desperate need of a car. I was in school at the time. I was working, and so like that was a legitimate request. I wasn't mm-hmm. like scamming the guy and. And even though that's like a very normal thing that happens, that wasn't what my intentions were for the whole thing. Um, But I was smart enough to have him put the car on his credit card and put it in my name. Nice. When we broke up two months later, the car was mine. And Mm -hmm. he was a gentleman enough that he didn't try to, you know, Mm -hmm. mess with me on any of those things it was a real breakup and Mm -hmm. you know but i i've I've seen girls get brand new cars you Mm -hmm. know and then get repoed whatever red bottoms and you know Mm -hmm. purses that they want like if you've ever watched the movie hustler with Mm -hmm. jennifer lopez like that's legit like that stuff is for real that's really how it was and 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 just like the context of how they started scamming guys credit cards and Mm -hmm. stuff that really did happen that's the thing yeah that really did happen like i watched that happen in the very first club that i worked at Mm. they tried to pin it on me they tried to make it say that i Ah. was the one scamming these credit cards and getting you know these guys to give up these atm pin numbers Mm -hmm. and it wasn't me I was smarter than them. Mm-hmm. So they fired somebody else instead of me. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do our final thoughts on this episode, and we'll make a decision on the after hours here. So, Kat, so I feel like I need a decompression like, <laughs> from this whole thing, too. You guys are th- – first off, I want to say thank you to you both for making the travel out here, for bearing your souls to us and sharing your stories. I'm blown away completely thanks for talking to us yeah thanks mm-hmm. for inviting no it's truly the the pleasure is mine and brandon's yeah, 100%. for sure yeah. um i'm just i feel very enlightened into a lot of different aspects that i don't think that i've really stepped into i've never really i've i've literally never gone and gotten a massage before what um, you're missing out no i don't like people touching me oh, then no so yeah, not, but yeah then you're not, you're not gonna like it <laughs> yep not your thing not your I thing i don't and like that's okay that's i don't okay. like casino you should try float therapy 
I oh, dude. actually yep. yeah I did I that last actually week. Actually, like that therapy. quite a bit. No, um, I, I did that last week. Because I, I connect to water great. very well. Yeah. That, like that's my relaxation. The yeah. shower head, like no, I no. like that. Yes, ma'am. Yep. Zero G uh, thing. It's ridiculous. Th- that sounds fantastic. Yeah. But um, <laughs> n- oh, truly, thank you so much. Not just for your time, but for like your knowledge that you're sharing with us. Because mm. I know that there's a lot of people that are ignorant to many aspects of you know what you've shared with us tonight so thank you so much thank you yeah thank you and you're welcome all right well um i'll pull one of uh britney's things uh superhero power you get one what are you doing Ooh, i've thought about this a lot actually all i right. didn't have an answer all right fire away um, my forever answer is i would like to fly that's mm-hmm. always my answer i have a huge fear of falling I, <laughs> as long as you can fly it's oh fine. my you god <laughs> i am like the, this girl over here she has her own fears but um yeah i i would fly because like i can't even like look out a window of a high rise without flipping my shit so mm. i get dizzy too i i think that if i could fly that all of those fears would go away because i don't think i have a fear of being up high I think mm. I have a I have a fear, fear of falling. falling. Yeah. So my my wish has always always been I want to fly. I like it. I want a time pauser, not rewind or fast forward. Ooh, I like that one too. But a pauser, Ooh, just be, all like, be able to pause to whenever breath. the fuck I want. Yeah. What would you do? Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> And I feel yes. spoken that like was a girl without kids. Sleep and read yes. my fucking life away. She loves to read. <laughs> hey, I'm loves right there with you. I have literally called into more than one job to read my book. I feel you. That's fantastic, though. That's, That's so good. That's crazy. Are you serious? Definitely. To read your book. I did it. Listen, I get as it. As a dealer, I've I done it, it completely. twice. Yeah. And I did it once at um, the last casino. Wow. Because I, I couldn't. That's fucking I didn't, great. I was like, nope, fuck that. I'm staying in this book. Mm-hmm. I'm not going in. What yep. book was Spoken it? Spoken like somebody who gets PTO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and at the time, I made that fucking money. And one night didn't matter. I don't remember. I probably, probably, Harry probably Potter. rereading Harry Potter. <laughs> it's fine. For that or the Sword of Truth. millionth time. That, that series and the Sword of Truth series and Kate mm-hmm. Daniels series, I've reread all of those countless times. I like it. What do you got? I've I've already said I oh. would. I have one more question. Yeah, fire how, away. How come you have the fancy microphone? Uh, it's not actually fancy. I don't <laughs> like this one. I don't know. Ours are gold. Ours are gold, but his is different. Here's I like literally I like ours are fancier. Are and here's you know these mics are definitely better. Um, so this is actually a cheap mic. It just he also looks has good. the good radio voice. Uh, thank you. Um, so in that bag right there is paintball gear, right? So <laughs> I, I decided I was going to get back into paintball. And this is a recent thing. I haven't even gone and played since I went and rebought Wait, everything. Wait, pause this story. Where do you think this is going? I yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, where is this going? Microphone and paintball. Paintball. Yeah. Here so we we've go. been doing okay. this for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went out and I bought all this gear and stuff. And I went out back and I was testing one of the pistols. And it did not work. It legitimately pulled the trigger and go, and you're like, fuck me, right? So I come inside, I take out the uh, the actual magazine on it, and literally not touching the trigger or anything, I turn the thing over to look inside of it, and it fires out a ball and shatters my extra mic just <laughs> like that. Hits it on the back end, it completely caves the entire damn like thing in. Um, yeah, so it literally shattered the microphone, and I was like, god damn it. So I had to order a new mic. So this is actually a cheap mic. 
Oh, so um, that's why your microphone is different? Yeah, because I... He's using the cheap one that he destroyed. Yeah. These are oh, actually significantly yeah. he, better he mics. He gave us the good ones. Yeah. Though. He did give us These the good ones. These are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, then I, I, I regress yeah. and I yeah. apologize. No worries. It's fine. It's actually really funny, though, because I was sitting... It was literally... This entire thing is pushed that way. I turn it over and it goes... Boom, and I was like... Oh, fuck. And I'm looking around like, what did it hit? What did it hit? It took me like five minutes to actually find the mic. And the mic was just caved in. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> have you seen yeah. uh, Have you seen the Harley Quinn movie, Birds of Prey? I have not yet. I've seen the first one. I didn't see so, this, the second one. With, so uh, in her solo movie, there is a scene with a paintball gun mm-hmm. where she has to try to rescue this girl and instead of killing everybody, mm-hmm. she like goes in and she starts shooting paintballs mm-hmm. and sand baskets and and glitter. <laughs> nice. It's actually really badass. And if you're a girl, <laughs> you're gonna like it even more. But that's, that's what that made me glitter. think of was just like her movie with glitter paintballs, fucking glitter everywhere, yeah. and mm-hmm. and colored mm-hmm. rainbow paintballs in the air, and that actually just would general be super badassness. Fun. Yeah, that would be hilarious because, like, people hate glitter anyway. So imagine having the paintball. It was the just, really psst. big chunks of glitter, too. Like, oh. Huge. Just can't miss it everywhere. <laughs> I'm it, in. It was amazing. All right. So uh, we'll wrap this one. We'll figure out if we're doing it after hours or not. But uh, hey, guys. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>